And we are back. Welcome to episode three of Boots the Podcast. And this week, we are very lucky to have rising senior, two-time captain, record holder, three-time All-Mac member, James McGuire. James, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for having me, Tyler. Oh, anytime, anytime. Awesome, awesome. So how have you been? I know we haven't really seen each other since March. How's it been going back home in Georgia? Um, it's been good. I've been working my internship at UPS remotely. So I've been working at my childhood desk in my bedroom. Um, it's been a lot different than what I expected this summer to be, obviously. Um, and I've just been kind of working and trying to get to know the people at my work a little bit better, um, do some networking as well as just stay in pretty good shape. Um, I've been, you know, working out almost every single day and, also just like kind of watching what I'm eating since I'm not swimming as much as I used to be. Um, just trying to make sure that when we get back on campus, I'm ready to go guns blazing. So yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting summer, but it's, you know, I'm trying to make the most of it. I mean, I, I totally get that, you know, in, in March, it kind of all turned upside down, <laughs> you know, the internship, but it's cool to see that's been, you know, from a remote standpoint, you're still able to do that. Like, so what have you been doing with, you said UPS, correct? Yes. So I'm doing business analytics for their insurance division, um, which is just in charge of insuring all their packages and stuff. And so um, I've been working with a lot of uh, customer feedback survey data and trying to make predictive models so that UPS knows um, what their customers think of their services. So it's, it's kind of a, it's a perfect intern project. You know, it's nothing like super serious, but at the same time, it's really challenging. And um, I get to work with a lot of cool people to have them kind of guide me along the process of it. I mean, all that sounds great. Really, you know, I mean, like you said, it's an intern job, so it might not be the most exciting <laughs> now, but it definitely gets your foot in the door with a you know, company as large as they are. I think that's pretty, pretty impressive. So right. kudos to you yeah. and hopefully that, Go as well, you know, until we all come back in just a couple of weeks, which is pretty wild to think about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, James, so you grew up about 30 to 45 minutes outside Atlanta. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm about, I want to say on a good day, about 20 minutes from downtown. Um, you know, having meets downtown at Georgia Tech, you try to get there for Friday night finals and it takes about an hour and 15. Um, but then on um how traffic was but okay can you hear me all right okay cool yeah so it just depends on how traffic is um i live about i want to say yeah like 30 minutes north of the city um Mm -hmm. but atlanta's got crazy highway systems so you can get just about anywhere in the metro area probably Mm -hmm. in about 30 to 45 minutes um yeah so i've grown up here just about my whole life i moved here when i was like 10 months old um from pittsburgh and you know then decided to go back up to ohio so yeah we were very lucky to have you you know here in ohio these past three years for obvious reasons uh you know obviously you know with the max championship you guys won your sophomore year and then the 400 i am in that meet and just that whole meet overall like like what was that like mindset like going into that 400 i am that that meet going in that meet um you know, I, I would definitely say the entire sophomore season 
um, everyone that year, everyone knew that we, we could win max. Um, and everyone was training with just a, such an increased level of energy. Um, you know, we had the, like, let's get that bread and open the bakery and all those chants that everyone thought maybe thought were corny, but in the end it ended up working out. Um, everyone swim out of their minds. And I think going into that meet, I remember like two or three weeks before just, I was nervous, but I was just excited. Like I knew that it was, it was finally time for us to go out and win this championship. And I, we were just all hoping everything would go smoothly. Um, yeah. And getting to you know going into the last day, that last final session when we knew we had it wrapped up and we had five guys in the A final, the two fly. I mean, I remember finishing my mile during the day and go and just sitting back and relaxing during finals, not really relaxing, you know, cheering a lot, but knowing that we had this thing locked up and knowing that in like two or three hours, we're going to get to hoist up the trophy and jump in the pool. And it's just going to be an experience that nobody forgets. Um, that was probably, you know, one of the best days of my entire time at Miami. Um, and even with like the 400 IM, you know, it was just going out there and knowing that you got to get your job done. Um, knowing that we trained really hard all year, you know, we did 2,400 IMs, we went through J term, um, and knowing that we've done the preparation and that it's just, it's time to go do what, what, um, what you've been waiting all year to do. And, um, getting to win an event at max is something that's a really great experience. Um, I wouldn't say that like I knew it was going to happen because I didn't, but I felt that I, I, I knew going into the meet that I could do it. Um, and that like sense of relief and excitement when you touch the wall and look up at the scoreboard and hear everyone going crazy. And then like people running up and giving you hugs. It's just, it's, um, it's nice to really get to like see all your hard work pay off. Um, and then also getting to do that on the same weekend when everyone's swimming lights out, you know, you had like Noah winning the 200 breast. Um, you had, us just winning relays left and right um you had Harrison on the board scoring a bunch of points um it was it really just got to add to this awesome atmosphere and this awesome experience that everyone got to um have that weekend and you know we got to put a ring on our finger and we got to um got to celebrate and got to it was just a culmination of a lot of hard work and it was worth it absolutely and you know the cool thing about that is that, you know, we're undefeated as a combined program at our home pool during a conference championship. And we could do that again, you know, host another conference championship this spring. Uh, so right. Excited for that. You know, to come back to Miami into our own pool, our own facilities, our own locker room to try to do that again, which would be great. You know, cause this past year, you know, we were a little bit short, but now yeah. we have a whole year to kind of think about that and get ready to rumble as far mm -hmm. as uh, so now we're going to kind of backtrack a little bit to, you know, it's like to your childhood, you know, uh, you probably played a lot of sports growing up, you know, being from that part of the country, maybe baseball or football or soccer or something like that. But why did you choose swimming as your primary sport? So, yeah, I did play a lot of sports growing up. Um, but quite honestly, I was pretty bad at all of them. Um, swimming was the only sport that I was halfway decent at. And um, I remember when I was like seven years old, um, I got like thrown in the 25 fly and I didn't know how to swim butterfly at all. Um, you know, it was summer league swimming. And I just remember like asking one of the coaches on the team how to do it. And he just, he kind of joked me and said, Oh, you just put your head down. Don't breathe. And I remember doing like my first 25 fly for some reason, I didn't take a single breath. And I 
like I won the race and, you know, it's a seven year old summer league race. It doesn't mean anything, but I remember touching and looking around and being like, this is sweet. Like getting to race and win is awesome. This is so much better than sitting on the bench on my soccer team. Um, so that's kind of really why I started pursuing swimming more. And then I got invited to a camp at Dynamo Swim Club um, a couple years after that. And that's really when I started swimming year round, um, about age eight, and really just had a group of friends that I loved and um, had really great coaches um, that really just kept it fun and interesting and got to travel to really cool, get to go to meets all over the state of Georgia and North Carolina and stuff. Um, and just realizing that this is a sport that if you put a lot into it, you're going to get a lot out of it. Um, it's a really honest sport. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Like you could be the best quarterback in the country, but if you got a terrible wide receivers around you, I mean, you're going to be bad. But if you go in and you work to be the best breaststroker in the country um, and you've got, I mean, obviously if you got the talent for it, but if you, you got to put in that effort for it, nothing's going to be given to you. Um, and so I really, that's something I really like about this sport is how honest it is because I think that hard work should be rewarded. Um, and that, you know, if, if you want to put in the time, um, you'll see results. So that's really why I've stuck with it after all these years. Um, but definitely got into it just cause I was really bad and uncoordinated at everything else. So yeah, that's how I got into swimming. I, I feel like most swimmers are in that same boat. I mean, just, yeah. you know, they just, they tried other sports and they probably weren't as, you know, gifted in those sports as they are in the sport of swimming. And you also alluded to a really great point of also why I enjoy the sport. It's just because it is very clear and defined of, Oh, like you have this time, you know, you're this good. It's, you know, very hard to tell on tape about, like I said, a quarterback or a wide receiver or, you know, a forward in soccer. It's mm-hmm. hard to tell if they're really good or not, just from a, like a common, you know, sports fan. But as for swimming, you, you can kind of tell like, oh, they went X time and X event. You know, they're pretty good. So, which is really, really cool. And then, so you said you were invited to a you know, Dynamo Swim Camp around age eight. Was that when you discovered your passion for the sport or like, was that later or? No, I, I had already, maybe that's when it, it got, it became greater. Um, you know, I was doing summer league swimming. I started doing like some club swimming at the local YMCA. Um, I know in some states, YMCA swimming is really big, but in Georgia, like YMCA swimming is actually like non-existent. It's basically just kind of like a, an extended summer league club. Um, and so I was just doing that because that's all that I really knew. And like, I think my mom just went to the YMCA to work out. So she dropped me off at practice and while she would go to the gym. Um, but then I got invited to this camp and that's where I like got to meet like real swim coaches. Um, you know, coaches that are still at Dynamo today were running that camp. Um, and like people, one of my best buddies who now swims at Northwestern was in that camp and we've been swimming together since we were eight years old. Um, but going in and I mean, it was definitely like as an eight year old, that was definitely the hardest thing, um, hardest swimming experience I've ever had because going from kind of like joke practices to actually just, um, getting thrown in the water and being told to swim, you know, I don't even know how much yardage it was, but it seemed like a ton at the time. It'd be like the equipment doing like a 15,000 yard practice probably now. Um, I remember doing those practices and being really cold and wanting to get out and go home. But then I remember at the end of the camp, you know, they like invited you to join the club. And I was like, actually, this is pretty awesome. Um, I'm going to get to train with people who are fast and coaches that know what they're talking about. Um, And that's why I've always been at Dynamo ever since I was a little kid. Um, got a lot of, they got a lot of tradition there and I got some roots there. So I never wanted to leave. 
it's awesome. You know, like you said, you were there from ages eight to 18 and, you know, throughout that time, you know, you went through that recruiting process. I'm sure that, you know, the Dynamo staff really prepared you guys. Uh, but there's, you know, there's, it's, you can be as prepared as you want, but there's really not much, a, a really great way to prepare for that July 1st date, you know, back when you're going through the process of just waking up and you had X amount of emails and text messages. Like, how was the recruiting process for you? Um, yeah, the recruiting process was really exciting. Um, because I knew my whole life I wanted to swim in college and um, I was just really excited to see where I, it would be able to take me. Um, it was a little slow. Uh, Miami was really one of the schools that talked to me the most early on in the recruiting process. Um, I, yeah, I, I remember taking a, I took trips. I took all five trips. Um, Miami definitely stuck out. Um, really what actually I loved about Miami. I, I remember taking an unofficial visit my junior year. Um, and remember, I remember the campus was so beautiful. It was a perfect fall day. Like it was a postcard picture day on, on in Oxford. Um, so definitely there is no way to get past how much I love that. Um, and then I remember I actually met with the old head coach, Pete Lindsay, and he just chatted with me for like, like an hour about the program and some of the guys on the team. Um, and I just, and I thought that some of the tradition that they had here at, at Miami um, was really important. And then, you know, he, obviously retired and then Holly took over. And when I remember visiting Holly um, I, on my recruiting trip and she's a much different person than Pete is, you know? Um, but she obviously is very good at what she does. Um, and she really sold me on the, on the success of the program um, at Miami. And I, she told me that um, if I came here, we were going to win championships and I believed her. Uh, and I remember her telling me that she's going to, like she's going to work me to death every single day in practice. And sure enough, she, she kept that promise. Um, but it, uh, I just remember coming to Miami and really believing in the coaches and believing that they cared. Um, and that, you know, that I wasn't just going to be some, someone, a number on the roster or just some time. Whereas some of the others, I looked at some other larger schools and that's really how I felt. Um, you know, I, I wasn't like a top notch NCAA qualifying recruit. And so I felt like, the coaches were kind of like, you know, just bringing me along maybe because I was an in-state kid at a big club. Um, and I really felt that when I came to Miami, none of that mattered. You know, I'm an out-of-state kid. Um, and, you know, Holly was going to be taking a, a risk on me, you know, hoping that I was going to continue to develop during college. And so really going through the recruiting process with her is, um, made me really reassured that Miami was the place for me. So, Yeah. Definitely has kept her promises, you know, not only with the championships. You did allude to those, you know, those 24s that you guys do there in Jade's Terman, you know, the training trip, you know, mm -hmm. you guys have every day on you know, that week, every winter is pretty, pretty remarkable with all the yardage you do, especially all like, you know, the fly and breast yard and some people don't like to do, but you seem to kind of thrive in a long course setting. Did you figure that out at Dynamo or is that more like when you got to Miami? Yeah, I definitely noticed it at Dynamo. Um, we are lucky that we do have a 50 yard or a 50 meter outdoor pool um, that's covered up by a bubble, but still, you know, during the summer they open it up and it's really nice to train. And as someone who really doesn't like doing underwaters and doesn't really have the best turns, I found that uh, long course swimming really is where I, I think I thrive the most. Um, and I really love like long course breaststroke. You can ask coach Jake, but those breaststroke morning practices, long course, I just love hitting that rhythm. Um, you know, finding your DPS, and just going fast. 
and not having some wall to interrupt all your momentum. Um, yeah, I, I've always been a better long course swimmer. Um, and I also just really like, I think, I think that's because I really love training long course. I really love, you know, doing threshold freestyle long course where you're really, I think it gives you more time to focus on your technique, um, rather than, you know, flipping after eight or nine strokes or however many it is. So, yeah. No, I mean, that sounds, that sounds great with that background you have and, you know, without a long, long course training, we do. And I'm sure that a goal of yours is to qualify for those, you know, now the 21, you know, trials, uh, like, how are you preparing for that now? Like being back in Georgia and with Dynamo? Yeah. So definitely this is throwing a big wrench and trying to qualify for trials. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to stay in as good of shape as possible. Um, it's been challenging, you know, to stay in the pool as much as you can because Dynamo, they have a ton of practice groups. And because of that, trying to follow social distancing guidelines, they can only have like one group in the facility at a time. Um, so my practice group only gets um, three, sometimes four days a week of practice time for two hours a week. So trying to really supplement that with a lot of cardio and a lot of strength work, um, just so that I'm not, you know, getting out of shape. Um, Cause you know, you can work out all you want. And if you don't swim, you're going to kind of lose that feel for the water. But at the same time, if I just swim three times a week, I'm going to barely be able to finish a 200 breaststroke. So trying to do everything I can and, you know, not take any risks because um, if I come up short on Olympic trials, you know, that's something that I'll never really get another chance at again. Um, so I don't really want to you know, come up short, whether it's at trials or at max this year and look back on it and be like, I didn't do everything I could. So just doing everything I can to stay in shape, um, getting a lot of sleep, uh, trying to have good nutrition and just making sure that I'm sweating a lot every day. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, yeah. No, uh, that's fair. And then, you know, even like when we were back at school, you're still, you know, getting after it every day and definitely hyping up the, the nutrition aspect to the rest of the guys and all that. And then something else that you do along with like, you know, Nick guys like Nick Ward and Spencer and Gordon's that you guys would travel or go to like those, those pro series meets or that like the U.S. Open this past year at, mm -hmm. at Georgia Tech's pool. Like how was that experience with like Coach Zach and like those guys and this past you know, trip with coach Holly and like that crew. Yeah. So those trips I think are always really fun, especially, you know, I really like going with a small group. Um, I think it, it kind of keeps us a little bit more focused, but um, Richmond was really, really fun with Zach. Um, I hadn't, you know, I'm not a sprinter. I don't really ever get to train with Zach. Um, and so I didn't really get to know him much more outside of, you know, like on deck conversations and stuff like that. But you know, it was, that trip was just me, Nicola, Gordon, and Spencer. And it was just four guys. We were jammed into two hotel rooms. Um, and Zach had a big pickup truck that he was driving us back and forth between the pool and the hotel and getting to do a small trip like that, where, you know, we can kind of sit anywhere on deck. We actually sat next to like the Stanford women's team, which was really cool because, you know, a bunch of Olympians and people swimming really fast and getting to see how they operate on deck was really cool. Wow we were kind of there to have fun. You know, it was like, that's, that was boys trip round one when we realized, you know, maybe we weren't swimming as fast as we had hoped, but we're here for three days. So we might as well have some fun. Um, us open was different because we had a larger group. Um, and we, that was just a much different meet. You know, that meet was huge. Um, I remember there being no warm up space. Um, 
you know, I had to get there like two hours before the session starts uh, just to get in the warm-up pool. And then you might not swim until three hours into the session. But um, getting to have some girls on that trip, Sam, Ashlyn, and Hannah was really, really fun. Um, definitely added a different dynamic. And then having some people crash in my basement um, during that meet was definitely a, a much better experience than being jammed into some hotel rooms. Got some, got some of my mama's cooking, got to watch TV and just kind of hang out all day as well as kind of like start preparing for finals um, was a really good experience. And I think, you know, the racing experience at those meets is much different than at Max. Um, and those meets can be kind of intimidating. I remember being kind of nervous behind the blocks at some of those meets just because, you know, you look out at the pool and just the way that they have the whole venue set up is really different and, you know, built like for television and you got fast people swimming. I remember watching, um, like Noah was in the 200 breast next to Ian Finnerty, who's in the NCAA champion. Um, but also it's just a really good experience to get to swim against, you know, there were a lot of international people at us open, uh, people from all different collegiate levels, um, as well as like really, really good club swimmers. Um, and so, seeing how people um, act on deck and how they prepare for their races, especially when you have a weird scenario, like a thousand kids jammed in the Georgia Tech's pool and there's nowhere to warm up or warm down um, is really a good learning experience. And um, I think is a really good preparation for large meets like Max. Um, so it's not only is it fun to get to go to cool, I think it's also just get fun to get to go to cool meets and get to watch Caleb Dressel race a 200 freestyle in person versus, um, like reading out the results online. So that's definitely, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to go to those meets. Um, and, you know, I guess I was hoping for maybe a couple more this past spring, but those kind of fell through. Um, but, you know, I, I think that that's the thing that I hope that Miami makes a bigger emphasis on in the future, because I think especially a springtime meet in the off season kind of keeps people more focused and just gets more racing experience for the athletes. I mean, absolutely, you know, and like I said, we we are about just under two hours away from Indianapolis, which almost always mm -hmm. helps springtime, you know, pro series meet in Miami, you know, with the facility we have, we host a lot of long course meets as well. And, you know, like going to Richmond or College Station or anywhere nearby, you know, is a real huge advantage for us, you know, Columbus, for example. So we're definitely going to take opportunity of that. And you mentioned uh, Noah Barr, you know, hanging out with him and going to those meets with him. You're kind of lucky to have someone like him in your training group every day. So it's like highlight, like how is that like those brushstroke practices? You know, it's you, it's Noah, it's Sam Curran, it's Blake. And then you have uh, the guys like Baller as well. I mean, such a strong upperclassman group, like yeah. that like mentality, like when you go into a brushstroke practice every day with those guys. Yeah. Uh, those, so yeah, this is my first year really getting to train brushstroke and it's a really competitive group. I mean, you, there's all different types of brushstroke practices Jake throws at us. And it seems like there's someone better at every single different type of practice. Um, and also then you just got, you know, people that are swimming better based on like what type of practice they had the day before. Like there's days where I'm up and I'm racing against Blake and we're the ones going fast in practice. And then there's days where it's baller. And then there's days where it's Sam and Noah, you know, you never really know what you're going to get. Um, but we really just love to race and, you know, we also talk a good amount of smack during practice, which it's a healthy amount. Um, and you'll see like me chirping at Blake or chirping at, at Howler. And really, um, that's just to get us when we got to go off the blocks, I like to chirp a little bit. And then everyone's game kind of elevates because suddenly there's a little bit of pressure on the line, even if it's just bragging rights at the end of practice. Um, 
it's really a hard group to train with just because the practices are really tough. But um, I think that I agree, like we have a really strong upperclassmen group. And because of that, you know, I really know these guys well. You know, I've lived with Noah. I've known Blake and Howler, you know, since my freshman year. And I know what gets them going and um, really how to get the most out of everybody. So it's been a really fun group to train with. Um, I'm looking forward to next year as well. Absolutely. And then I think another really cool thing about having such a large upperclassmen group is that y'all have can really make a huge impact on the younger guys, you know, with you being both in breaststroke and like I am group and it's a little bit of distance as well. So you get to work with guys like Tristan and Jack, um, who else is in that? Fetty, Chris, you know, yeah. all those guys. So how have you like helped them like throughout their freshman year? Like what, like what would you say was kind of like one or two really key things you may have said or like things that you didn't practice that you think they really grasped onto and took with them throughout that freshman year? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I, I think I, I really liked pushing the, the underclassmen, especially like the names you said, like Fetty, Jack and, and Tristan, um, all in different groups. It really seems like where I, I would push them. I would be pushing Jack a lot in 4 a.m. Um, uh, to the viewers that don't really know about Jack, you know, he's a flashy kid. He loves, he loves um, to mess with people. And so anytime I, if I thought he wasn't giving it his all, I'd just kind of mess with him back. Um, and, you know, getting to rate Tristan, you know, he's a really hard worker, especially in breaststroke group. The kid's got a lot of speed. Um, and I'd always be in like the lane next to him and kind of pushing him to keep it going. Cause he's a little bit more sprint oriented and I'm a little more distance oriented. So there's a point where, you know, we kind of meet and he, I start going a little bit faster and trying to keep him motivated to keep him working hard and um, get that endurance that he needs um, was really exciting. And then I uh, got to work with Fetty a lot on those Tuesday, Thursday, mid D practices. Um, I'd always, he would be always be going off the block shot before him and I would just yell in his ear, like all gas, no breaks. Um, and he really loved that. Um, keeping him motivated um, because, you know, during hard practices, that's what you need. You need someone who can just, tell you to keep going even if that's not what you want to hear um and I think with going from club swimming to, to college swimming can just be a transition just because of all the stuff that goes on you know you got a lot more schoolwork. you might have less sleep um and just the practice is really hard you're lifting more and so I always remember seeing upperclassmen um really succeed more in practice just because they've got more experience and because they know what it takes whereas you know as a freshman you're really hungry and you want to be fast and you want to be a contributor onto the team. Um, and so knowing that these freshmen have this energy and really trying to get them to maximize it um, is a really good challenge or is a, it's a challenge, but um, it's not a super difficult one. And I think that's why we see a lot of freshmen, especially this year, you know, really start to pop off at max. Um, like most notably Jack, um, the kid had a great season and I know that most of that was his hard work, but I like to tell myself that it had to do a little bit with me kind of, pushing him every day in 4 a.m. and and not let him quit out when he wants to or when he gets tired and starts slowing down making sure that I'm in his ear to make sure that he uh picks it back up so yeah no that sounds great and then you talked about that like club the college transition what advice do you have for someone that is about to enter that or is like a rising high school senior with a full year to prep before they get to college and join the team um I would just say, you know, you can't really take any days off every, when you get to college, um, like you'll find if you go to Miami, you know, if you start slacking practice, Holly's going to be on you in a heartbeat. Um, 
And if you're, you know, some stud at a club team, maybe you don't have a coach that's pushing you as hard. Maybe you do, but you just got to um, really just learn the discipline that every day you go in to work hard. Um, and that you are really, uh, one of the big things that our, that Dynamo pushes us is being a 24 seven athlete. Um, and knowing that even like when you're at home, four hours out of practice, what are you doing to not jeopardize all the work that you just did in the pool? Um, and that's really something that you have to remember when you are a college student, because, you know, you might have exams, um, coming up and you might be staying up really late, but you also got morning practice four hours from now. And so really just. Uh, practicing time management and getting ahead in your schoolwork so that you don't have to jeopardize your athletic success just to stay afloat academically um, is really important. And um, yeah, I would say that's pretty much it is just working, working as hard as you can um, every day in practice and knowing that that's going to be what's expected of you um, when you get to school. I mean, that makes perfect sense, especially at a place like Miami that really prides himself on that public Ivy title and, you know, graduating champions and all those things kind of come together. And that's something that Coach Holly really, you know, makes a big point about what this team is, all that goes. And she's really good about keeping her promises as far as, you know, you guys working hard, winning conference championships, you know, you breaking records, all that stuff. Uh, but outside of those kind of bigger things, were there any other like highlights you've had in your first three years on the team? Yeah. Um, I'd say, you know, most people really don't like J term, but I actually really enjoy it. Um, I think it's a great time for team camaraderie, you know, freshman year. Um, you guys might like pe people might, are, they might not, or the freshman class might not always be super close, but you come out of J term being super tight knit because you are the only people in your dorm for three weeks and you're kind of forced to hang out with one another. Also what I love about J term is um, just like a lot of the men's team traditions that we do during J term to kind of um, make sure that we're enjoying our time and we're getting to get closer as a team. Um, my favorite of course is the scavenger hunt. Um, always lose a couple eyebrows during that. And a new one we did this year was the hot ones challenge, which if you've seen hot ones on YouTube, the same thing it was just the team got together and ate a bunch of really spicy wings um and so those are i really enjoy j term every year and then something that we did new this year was um during the women's dual meets instead of running an intra squad the men's team was up in the stands um cheering for the women which was really really fun um uh, because normally we just are swimming to meet on deck with them and i feel like this way we really got to, to motivate the women as much as possible you know they swim really well against akron and then they beat buffalo um and it was a great opportunity for us to put on some body paint um, after a test set that morning and just get rowdy in the stands. And I think the women enjoyed it and I know all the men enjoyed it. And that's, that was probably one of the most fun things. I, I one of the most fun team activities I'd say that we did um, this past year. And I'm hoping that we get to do that more in the future. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a goal, you know, obviously you still that team bonding and camaraderie, like you said, and I think, like you said, you all being in the stands for those meets, like the Buffalo meet and Akron meet was a lot of fun, especially, you know, you had guys like Spencer and Wamsley and you like a full out body paint and then like, you know, Billy was rolling up there. And <laughs> uh, so, you know, definitely kept things interesting and fun and it kept everybody loose on deck, which I think helped in a big way to kind of calm the stress of all those meets. Uh, so, you know, so we're going into your last year here at Miami. Uh, what are you most looking forward to? Um, most looking forward to just enjoying, you know, enjoying the rest of the time with uh, the team. Um, 
I never thought my senior year would come. I remember my freshman year being like, man, college is going to last forever. This is awesome. Um, and here we are going into my last year. Um, and really just looking forward to getting back to Max. You know, like you mentioned before, it's at home. Um, and there's no doubt that it's on everyone's mind that we have to win this year. Um, you know, our, my class especially has put a lot of pressure on themselves um, because we want to prove that, you know, we were one of the best classes in Miami history. And if you want to be able to say that, like, you got to win titles. So um, that's our big goal. Uh, that's a big goal for myself and for, I believe, the rest of the team. And what we're really just looking forward to this year um, is getting to hoist up that trophy again on that podium and get to jump into diving well with some shirts on and go crazy. So I'd say that's definitely what I'm looking most forward to. Um, and I know as a team we've talked um, kind of over the summer, and I think everyone's got their, their eyes on the same goal, got their eyes on the prize. No, absolutely. You know, and like you said, if you guys are able to pull that off, it's been a while since we've won two out of three titles. You have to take it back to the early 2000s, like Brendan Warren, like and those guys, you know, Brendan obviously being an NCAA qualifier, you know, going as fast as he did, going sub 20 uh, in the 2000s yeah. was pretty bananas on his part. So, yeah, no, that'd be a great legacy for y'all to leave. And you talked about winning a MAC championship. Are there any other goals that y'all have as a team, you know, in the water, in the classroom, in the community, anything like that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the biggest thing that my class has been trying to push really is just getting our team GPA up. Um, my first two years that I was here, our, team, our men's team GPA was, was not very great. Um, and first semester, I believe we were, we were 3-2, which was a big improvement. Um, from years past, but we definitely were not satisfied about that. And I remember having a meeting with the rest of the team and being like, look, we said we were going to be three, three or higher. Uh, what really happened? And um, just trying to emphasize to the team that, you know, swimming lasts four years, but um, what you do here school wise and what grades you make and what job you're able to get after your first or after you graduate really, really is important for the long run. Um, and so we really want to see that team GPA continue to climb. Um, I'd say that we've got a bunch of kids with good heads on their shoulders now. And um, really just it's the whole thing is making people understand how important your GPA is. I mean, you can go into an interview and if you tell them that you're 410 in the 500, they have no idea what that means. But if you tell them that you have a 37 or a double major, you know, they're going to be like, sweet, here's a bunch of money to come do a job with us. Um, so really just trying to show people like, um, it's really important for us to try to win some championships, but not only can we swim fast, but we also are able to, you know, be really successful in the classroom. Um, and I think that that's something that our team has definitely has the capability to do. I mean, I don't see why we can't win a Mac championship and get a three, three GPA as a team. I mean, I think that would be like the perfect season for us. Um, and so just trying to make sure that um, the members of the team really are able to be set up to be successful after they graduate, whether that's getting involved on campus um, finding student organizations or just meeting with the professors and make sure their grades stay up. That's, that's really what our big goals are for the team. And those are, I mean, obviously great goals to have, you know, with that GPA being that, you know, that 3.0, something like that high B to B plus range is pretty impressive. And we did that last semester, right? Three, five, four. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You know, and obviously we're hoping to keep it around that range with, you know, this new crop of guys we're bringing in and with the returners. And that's, I mean, that's all really great. And like you said, you know, winning a Mac championship kind of be like a cherry on top of the Sunday that is the season as far as that goes. All right. So last but not least, 
kind of everyone's favorite part of the show uh, is the rapid fire questions. So are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> uh, what, like, what restaurant would you say is your favorite place to eat, like, in the town of Oxford? SDS Pizza, hands down. SDS Pizza. That's, that's a first. That's a first, but I, I mean, you can't, you can't eat there, but if I had to get food from anywhere, it'd be SDS. SDS yeah. for sure. Okay. Uh, so in your hometown or in the Atlanta area, like what's your favorite like place to go eat? Um, my favorite place is, it's a place called Willie's Mexicana Grill. It's a lot like a Moe's or a Chipotle, but it's okay. um, a more local uh, version of it. And I just think that they have the best case di- queso dip and they also have the best steak. So um yeah, that's where I like to go a lot. Um, that or Chick-fil-A, but Chick-fil-A is kind of the easy answer because they're everywhere down here. Um, it's its that's own bad. food group at this point. So, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. But no, Willie's definitely makes sense because, you know, Chick-fil-A is, kind of, like you said, kind of all over the place yeah. as far as that goes. Uh, so being from the South, uh, do you prefer cobbler or like banana pudding? Oh, that is such a tough question, Tyler. Uh, my mom makes a really good banana pudding and a really good peach cobbler. Um, I'd have to go with cobbler though. I, yeah, okay. I'm definitely a cobbler guy. Great answer. Cobbler. <laughs> it's great. Especially homemade, like you said, which is awesome. Uh, what's a better joke, a, a good dad joke or a good one-liner? Yeah, I like dad jokes. Uh, my dad makes a lot of them all the time and they're always funny. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's awesome. You know, like, you know, at camp and with coach Jake, you know, the, the, the dad jokes definitely stay alive. And well. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of another like more geared towards like your southern roots uh mr pib or cheerwine uh cheerwine i hadn't tried cheerwine until um one of the guys from my church who is from north carolina introduced it to me um okay. and you can't find it everywhere down here but mm-hmm. when you can i always get it so if i'm at a restaurant and they have cheerwine you best believe that's what i'm getting they also have cheerwine in oxford now oh really yeah, that's um, that's a dangerous thing, man. That's dangerous. The, the moon, the moon <laughs> we got championships to win, Tyler. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so behind the blocks, or you know, like in the ready room, what's your go-to hype-up song? Uh, recently, um, huh? I really like. Honestly, it's kind of funny. I really like Soldier Boy. You know, I like listening to Soldier Boy right before my races. Um, probably not a lot of people know that about me, but, um, yeah, I, I've been really listening to Soldier Boy ever since I was um, a kid. Um, cause that's what I remember a lot of kids on the team at Dynamo used to listen to during big travel meets and big championship meets. Um, you know, probably not the best thing for me to be listening to when I'm a little kid, but now that I, now that I'm older and I have a more defined music taste, I really just appreciate it a lot more. So, so that, that song is coming off. <laughs> 15 years here, but no, I mean, hey, that's, you know, some people like music from the mid-2000s. You got people like Baller and Austin that are all into, like, yeah. heavy rock, like Metallica and Queen and ACDC and stuff like that. So, no, it definitely is interesting to hear that Soldier Boy's your hype-up song. Yeah. Uh, also, another, like, Southern Root thing. What's your go-to Waffle House order? Go-to Waffle House order? Okay, so... Used to do this all the time because my high school team used to practice in the mornings and then we'd go to Waffle House before school. I would get a chocolate chip waffle, um, a triple hash brown scattered and covered, um, a side of sausage and a chocolate milk. That was my that was always my go-to order. It was like 13 bucks. 
and I'd be, I wouldn't be hungry until practice that afternoon. So that's the goal, right? Fill up. So you go to whole day without <laughs> snacking or, you know, craving like chocolate milk or anything like that. That's, that's perfect. And being from Georgia, obviously Waffle Houses are pretty much everywhere. Kind of like Chick-fil-A, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, last but not least, it's, you know, Saturday morning in the fall, six 100s or eight fifties. What do you prefer? Ooh, all right. This is another tough one. Um, I'm going to go actually probably with eight fifties, um, which I know a lot of people might not agree with, but I think the six ones is really hard. I think you stretch out six ones over a lot longer time, but if you're doing just two rounds of eight fifties, you know, I can do, I can, it, it seems much more condensed to me. Um, and I don't know, doing a bunch of, Doing six ones breaststroke um, when you're already really sore, just your legs by four and five, you know, you're just thinking, I really got to do one or two more. This sucks. But um, I really think of like the 850s as, you know, it's just one round I got to get through at a time versus it's eight individual 50s. Um, so even though, you know, I'm not a big sprinter guy, I think 850s is really, really challenging. But at the same time, I think just mentally for me, it's, it's much, it's, it's easier to get through. I mean, that makes sense. And Kaylee, you know, from last week's episode kind of alluded to that as well. Uh, so, you know, 850s right now is undefeated as far as Saturday morning test sets go. But awesome. Well, James, thank you again for taking the time out of your you know busy work schedule to join us this afternoon. And as always, please tune in every Wednesday to watch more episodes of Boots the Podcast. Thank you all and see you soon. Yep. Thank you for having me, Tyler. Have a good Thanks, one. Uh, you too. Yep.